Lord said, I am the light of the world. This is either the most delusional, arrogant statement ever made, fueled by a narcissistic personality disorder, or it's the truth. I am the light of the world. This is one of the great I am's that the book of John is built around. Look in verse 23 of this same chapter. He saith unto them, You are from beneath. I am from above. This speaks of his transcendence. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. What a statement. For if you believe not that I am. You'll notice that he is in italics. If you believe not that I am, you shall die in your sins. Look in verse 57 of this same chapter. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before, Abraham was, I am, I am the light of the world. Now if he is, and he is, I hope we'll all see that by the end of this message, by the grace of God, but if he is, there is no greater crime than to not believe that he is or to be apathetic or indifferent that he is. He said, I am the light of the world. Now, there's only one man that could say this Truthfully, the God-man, Christ Jesus. If I said I'm the light of the world, how offensive would it be? How arrogant and delusional would it be? How laughable, how blasphemous would it be? But here he says, I am the light of the world. And you know what our response is? Bow down. He is the light of the world. We see by light. No light, no sight. 
If we were in darkness, things would be as they are, but we wouldn't see it. We see by light. We see who God is by the light of Jesus Christ. They looked unto him, Psalm 34, 6, and were lightened. We see the character of God by the light of Jesus Christ. The Lord said, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Only by his light do we see who we really are. I love what Job said. I've heard of thee with the hearing of the ears. Now mine eyes seeth thee. Wherefore I hate myself and repent in dust and ashes. Daniel said when I saw him. Let's talk about Daniel for a moment. You know, none of his faults are recorded in the scripture. What a special man he was. Um, kind of like Joseph. I don't know of any faults that are recorded about Daniel in the scripture. What a brave, courageous, believing man. And yet here's his testimony with regard to himself. He said, when I saw him, my comeliness Turn to corruption. Isaiah said in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. What did he say about himself? Then said I, woe is me. I am undone. He is the light as to how he could say to this woman who was taken in adultery. We saw that a couple of weeks ago. Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. He is the light as to how that can be. Now let me say some things with regard to natural light, the sunlight. I know this, when he appeared to the Apostle Paul on uh, the road to Damascus, Paul saw a light, the scripture says, above the shining of the sun. This light is brighter than sunlight. But let's think about sunlight. You cannot see without light. To see, you have to have a seeing eye. Two things are necessary for sight. You have to have a seeing eye. If you're blind, you can't see the light no matter how brightly it shines. A man without eyeballs, he's blind. He can't see the light. You have to have a seeing eye to see. But you also have to have light. You can have a seeing eye, and if there's no light, you will be just as blind. You'll be in just as much darkness as the man who has no eyeballs at all. You cannot see without 
light for me to see. God's got to give me light. God's got to give me seeing eyes. Now, with regard to sunlight, (laughs) there's no life without sunlight. There would not be any food. Now, you young people, no doubt, you've learned and heard of photosynthesis. The sunlight, the plants taking the light and taking the energy of that light and converting it into chemical energy, and we have oxygen from that. The reason you breathe right now, oxygen, is because of the sunlight. There would be no life without this light. Now, here's something that um, I've read that I don't fully understand, and I hope I don't say this wrong, but light is made of two properties. It's made both of... uh, um, Particles and waves. Somebody says, I don't know what that is. I don't either. (laughs) But um, it's particles. That's something that has mass and takes up space. Waves, radio waves going through the air. You know, light is made of particles and waves. Not many things. I think maybe some, I don't know if there's anything else that is made of those two properties. But this speaks of the deity and the humanity of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is 100% God, just as if he were not man at all. He's 100% man, just as if he were not God at all. He's not a mixture of the two. This speaks of the two natures of Jesus Christ. Absolute deity, perfect humanity. Darkness can't prevent light. This room may be totally dark. When the lights come on, what happens? The darkness flees away. All of a sudden, there is light. Darkness is actually the absence of light, isn't it? Light, the sunlight, can come into contact with the dunghill. And not be contaminated. That's why Christ can come to people like me and you. Light comes into contact with the dunghill. And is not contaminated. You know there is artificial light. We have artificial light right now. Shining in this room. That's artificial light. But artificial light's not sunlight is it? You know, the scripture says with regard to Satan that he comes as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And his ministers as ministers of righteousness. Human righteousness. Here's how subtle this is. Imputed righteousness or righteousness imputed. There's all the difference in the world. There's only one righteousness, and it's imputed, not imputed righteousness as an adjective, but righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ, the only righteousness there is imputed to us by God.
Paul said there came a brightness to him above the brightness of the sun. And Paul was not blinded until he saw the light. Now listen to this. I'm going to quote two scriptures from the book of Revelation. The city had no need of the sun, neither the moon, for the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof, and there shall be no night there, and they shall need no candle, neither the light of the sun. The Lord said, I am the light of the world. The first time light is mentioned, would you turn to Genesis chapter 1? Verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. That's the first thing spoken of in the old creation. Let there be light. And it's also the first thing in the new creation. The light of who Jesus Christ is. Now, this is, you'll find this very interesting. Look in verse 14 of the same chapter. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. The sun and the moon and the stars came on the fourth day. But there was already light there. Jesus Christ is the light. God said, light be. Light was. This is what Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, when he said, God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness. Picture this in your mind. There's nothing but darkness. God said, light be. Light has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What light that is. God's glory. His goodness, his name. That's what he said to Moses when Moses said, show me your glory. He said, I make my goodness pass before thee. God's good. He's good all the time. He's essentially good. He only is good. I proclaim my name before thee, my attributes, who I am, my, all my attributes as they're revealed in the cross. And I'll be gracious to whom I will be gracious. 
And I'll show mercy to whom I will show mercy. That's God's glory. It's the life that's seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 1 for a moment. Verse 5. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This then is the message. What well, catches my attention? Is it yours? This then is the message which we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God is light. God is holy. There's no darkness in him. Only he is inherently holy. His holiness is an underived holiness. That's the beauty of his character. All of his attributes are holy. Only he is holy. Only he is other. Only he is separate. Absolutely pure. Originally holy. Essentially holy. Infinitely holy. Eternally holy. Immutably holy. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. God is good. That's his light. God's good. He's good all the time. He's essentially good. He's, his goodness is underived. It's who he is. He's eternally good. He's immutably good. God is good. This is the beauty of his character. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Now look what John says next. If we say that we have fellowship with him. You know, a lot of people make that claim. I pray to God. And he hears me. I speak to him. He speaks to me. We have fellowship. He hears my prayers. I have fellowship with God. If we say that, <coughs> if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. He is the light. Anything other than him is darkness. If we walk in the darkness of salvation by works, that's primarily what that means. Somebody says, well, if you say you have fellowship with him and, and you sin when nobody can see and you sin in private and you sin in the dark, uh, you're a liar. We ought not ever sin at all. But is there anybody in here that doesn't sin in the dark and doesn't sin in the darkness? If that's what that's saying, me and you won't be sinned, uh, saved. Amen? We will not be saved. That's talking about walking in the darkness of salvation by works, religious superstition. 
If we say we have fellowship with him and don't have any understanding of Christ being the light, we're liars. And we do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, the light of how God saves by Jesus Christ, the light of salvation by grace, the light of being saved by having the righteousness and the merits of Jesus Christ as my life before God, his life. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. We do, don't we? This is what fellowship is. Fellowship around the gospel. I'm looking at people who believe what I'm saying. We're having fellowship together. The fellowship of the gospel. We have fellowship with one another. You know, you hear somebody talking about salvation by works. You don't have any fellowship with him. You hear people making boasts of how good they are and how right. You don't have any fellowship with him. You're offended by him. But oh, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanseth us from all sin. Turn to John chapter 1. Verse 1. In the beginning. The word didn't begin to be. The word already was. This is the eternal, unoriginated, uncreated word of God. In the beginning was the word. I love the way the Lord Jesus Christ is called the word. What's in my mind? The only way you're going to know is by the words that come out of my mouth. Jesus Christ is the word that comes out of God's mouth. That's how glorious he is. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God as a separate person. And the word was God. We have the Trinity right there. He was with God as a distinct person. He was God. Equal with God. Just as much God as God the Father and God the Spirit. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Now, in him was life, life before God, spiritual life. This is true life. Oh, what a life of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is life. I'm, I'm living the life. No, you're not. <laughs> Let me assure you, you're not. He is life. He is eternal life. He is the life. The life. The life of the Lord Jesus Christ. The perfect humanity the law keeping the beauty of the lord jesus christ oh he's so glorious he's so beautiful the life was the light of men 
Now, the only way that you're going to have life before God is if you have the life as your life. The life of the Lord Jesus Christ. The righteousness and the merits of Jesus Christ. His life. His life is the light of men. The only way you're going to understand who God is is through Him. Amen? The only way you're going to understand who you are is through Him. You know the reason people have such high thoughts of themselves and don't see themselves as completely sinful? It's because they haven't seen Him. If you ever see Him, you'll know you're a sinner. I won't have to convince you of it. If you ever see Him in His glory, who He really is, the life, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, the 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 obedient life, the sacrificial life, the resurrected life, everything about his life. Oh, the life of Christ. That's the light of men. Verse 5. And the light shineth in darkness. You know, when the light shines, what happens with the darkness? It's gone. I think it's so powerful to go into a dark room you know, every morning when I get up, I turn the light on. It's dark. In, in our laundry room, it's the first light I, I turn on, and it's got these bulbs that are almost hard, uh, real bright. We got new ones the last couple of weeks, or a couple of years ago. used to be real dim in there, but I turn that light on, boom! I see everything. The light shined in the darkness. There it is. But look what it says. With regard to this, the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, this word, this Greek word that's translated comprehended, has two different meanings in the dictionary, and they both apply. It means to understand. Do you comprehend? Do you understand? If you have the light from the Lord, yeah, you do. If not, you don't. You can't. A natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto him. Neither indeed can he know them. He's blind. He can't see the light. He doesn't understand. No matter how clear you preach the gospel, he's still not going to understand. He's blind. He lacks the ability to comprehend. But you know what else this uh, most interesting word means? Um, it means seize or overcome. Apprehend. Arrest. The point is, Darkness can't stop the light. If God shines his light on you, your darkness is not going to prevent it. You're going to see. That's how God's light works. You can't stop it. You can't keep it from happening. Oh, I, this, this is such a joy to know this in, in preaching. Lord's going to have every one of his people. I don't need to worry about it. I mean, I, I want everybody here to believe, but I can't make anybody believe. can't make myself believe. But I know this. The Lord can and the Lord does. And if you belong to the Lord, he's going to have you. I, I'm, so, I'm so sure of that. Uh, you can't stop the light. When the light is turned on, 
darkness flees, doesn't it? It's gone. Look in John chapter 3. Verse 19. And this is the condemnation. Listen. This is the condemnation. If you and I are condemned, here's why. That ought to catch our attention. This is the condemnation. God is and he will reward the righteous and punish the wicked. We know that. This is the condemnation. That light is come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. The reason they don't love the light is because what the light exposes them to be. All their deeds. Every one of them. Non-stop. All their deeds are evil. Have you had the light to see that with regard to yourself? That all your deeds, every one of them, without exception, they're evil. All of them. Now, a natural man doesn't like that light because he doesn't believe that. Verse 20, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved, exposed. But he that doeth truth. I love that phrase. Truth's something you do. It's more than believing. It's doing. It's believing. He that doeth truth. He comes to light to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they're wrought in God. I tell you what, I'll bring what he's done to the light. And I'm not afraid to bring what he's done to the light. It's the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my life before God. And that's his working. He wrought that. That's my only hope. I'm not ashamed to bring that to the light. I can bring that to the light with full confidence. Back to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Here the Lord makes this glorious, amazing, staggering statement with regard to himself and his glory. He says, I am the light of the world. And when I hear him say that, I say, yes, yes. And I bow before who he is. I am the light of the world. And look what he says next. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, you cannot separate faith in Christ and following Christ. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 
Now, there are many things implied by following Christ. If any man will come after me, he said, let him deny himself. Take up his cross willingly, the confession of the cross, and follow me. I love Matthew, follow me. He got up, forsook all, and followed the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I know this for sure. With regard to following Christ, there's a lot of things implied in that. I realize that. But the way you follow somebody is keep your eyes on them. You don't look anywhere else. As a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus. And that word looking is the word that means turn your eyes off of every other object and fix your gaze upon one object. Following him is keeping your eye on him. Now, if you're following somebody and you look down at your feet, what's going to happen? You're going to lose them. I guarantee you you will. If you look back behind you, you're going to lose them. If you look over to the side at somebody else, well, I, I, I get so discouraged about other people. Quit looking at them. You're not called upon to look at other people. Well, their, their example discourages me. Quit looking at them. You look to him. You're not to look back at your experience. Well, I must be saved because of what I experienced. No, you look to Christ. Nothing more. Not yourself. Not your evidences. Don't even look to your faith. Look to Christ. Looking unto Jesus. Looking at his person, his life, his successful death, the glories of the accomplishments of his resurrection, where he is right now, who he is, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And here's the assurance that we're given in following him. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. His life is my life before God. Do you understand that? His life, his perfect obedience, his law keeping, his love to his father, his perfection is my life before God. You see, his life is the righteousness of God. And 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him, the Lord Jesus Christ, sin. Can God do that? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. With God, nothing shall be impossible. He took my sin and gave it to his son. And it became his sin. He never committed sin. Don't anybody misunderstand. He never committed a sin even when he was made sin. But that sin became his sin. And he became guilty of it. 
For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Now that's the light we have, the light of his life. We're made the very righteousness of God in him. My sin became his and his life becomes mine. My history is changed by his story. His life. That's why I can come into God's presence with boldness. Because his life is my life before God. Union with him. The light of life. What a glorious, staggering statement. I am the life of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Believe on him. Let's pray. Lord, how we thank you for your son. How we thank you that he is the light of life. How we thank you that he is the light of the world. And Lord, we ask that you would give us spiritual eyes to see him as the light of the world, the light of who you are, and enable us to trust him, his life, as our life before you. In his name we pray.